The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, and welcome back to Brutal Nation, the podcast series that's dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and acts of true crime. I am your illustrious host. You know, I just heard an episode where I talked about that it's all you ever say, illustrious or fabulous. Um, you want to know why? Because we have notorious, <laughs> notorious. <laughs> That's right. I got notorious P.I.G. next to me. We're ready to do today's podcast. Don't make me regret it. No, I won't. That is, he is cute. And it's perfect. <laughs> I fucking love this thing. And he's soft, too. I'm going to sleep with him at night. <laughs> Not in that way, sicko. Squeal like Thank a piggy, you. boy. Thank you, intern. Thank you. I'm not the only one that thinks you're a sick fuck. <laughs> I'm fucking loving Notorious P.I.G. <laughs> All right, boys and girls. So today, it's going to be a little bit of a short episode because this is one of those ones that I have that just everything was pretty redundant. There's not, not, nothing glorious to say about him, um, except for the twist at the end. Today, we're going to be doing William Dathan Holbert, a.k.a. Wild Bill. Dathan. Dathan with a D. I thought it was Nathan, but it's Dathan. That's a pretty unique name. It is. That's some hillbilly shit going on right there. They probably couldn't spell his name because he is from South or North Carolina, up in the hills. A.k.a. Wild Bill and his girlfriend slash wife, because some people say it was his girlfriend, but I also have it that they had gotten married. Laura Reese. Okay. Yeah, okay. You were nodding your head like you no, were going to say something. Oh, that happens. In the mountains of North Carolina, the Holbert family operated a family farm. They had an apple orchard and raised some cattle as well. On September 12th of 1970, Dathan, and I think that I, I think he was born after that. I think it was 74. No, oh, so our age. Yeah, he was. he's about our age. William Dathan Hobart was born. He went to high school in the neighboring town of Hendersonville. He played some football, but was also known to be kind of a troublemaker. So he was he was an exceptional student. He was a good student, you know, very known as very bright, but also a troublemaker. You know, like to cause shit. He soon found himself involved in a group called the Southern Patriots, of which the local chapter of the NAACP said was a racist group. Now, I can't confirm that they were, by the way. True. It wasn't the Klan or anything. Um, they had a meeting house in Forest City, North Carolina. And they were 500 members strong. They dis- I'm going to love this entire episode, aren't I? Probably. Holbert had said that the group was not, in fact, racist and that they had some of their members were actually African-American. The group, however, it did collapse when Holbert left in 2005. He went to college and he studied agriculture. And he started uh, his own landscaping business. He also married when he was 18 years old. And by 22, 23 years old, he had three kids. You know how that shit happens, right? Because um, you're still alive, and I might actually try to contact you there. Wow, Bill. Um, the kids, the, the, those crotch goblins happen because of unprotected sex. I'm semen saying, demons. Little semen I've demons. always said pregnancy is the worst sexually transmitted disease <laughs> out there. It is. I'm just saying. Even Scott learned how, you know, Boy, do that. I ever fucking know. Kind of got like 300 kids. 
well, you got one of them sitting right over here. Little semen demon himself. Yeah, I like him, though. He's pretty all right, man. <laughs> My son just said, remember, having kids is like is like keeping semen as a pet. That's not right. You need Jesus. That was not right at all. So, anywho, I couldn't find the name of his first wife. And I did. I checked like five or six fucking pages, uh, like on Google, just checking, checking, right. checking. Well, we've had that. Yeah, right. Well, over time, he gave up the landscape and business, and he went to work for a gym called The Body Shop. Catch your little name, right? And that's where he met. That's what you would name your gym. Actually, I want to start a gay bar, and I want to call it the manhole. Or B.O.B.'s. I was going to say, you wanted to name it. Bend Over Billy's. Yeah, after your cousin. Mm -hmm. You know, because your cousin got a touch of the gay. He got a touch of the gay. That's where he met Laura Reese. They became romantically involved, and later on, they get mar- they got married. Okay. So, Holbert, from this point forward, he had a list of crimes uh, before they were finally arrested in Panama. This is while he was still here in the States. Mm. And some of those crimes that he committed... That's this one. I forgot. Yeah. Some of the crimes that he committed while in North Carolina were things like selling people's homes that he didn't own, stealing cars, and fraud. I've heard that. Yeah, you like sell these homes off, and they'd be like, um, you don't own this motherfucker, yeah. but you got our money, <laughs> and he'd be gone, right? Yeah. So in order to evade capture, they fled to Kentucky, and then they went on to Wyoming. This one was really cool when I saw this, because the dash cam is actually posted. Oh, really? So he gets pulled over in a stolen car by the cops. I think they were in Wyoming, but I can't quite remember. <clears throat> but he managed to escape again. The dash cam for footage of uh, his escape shows him being chased down by the cops and then turning off the highway and going off-road and over a hill. And, and then he disappeared. Yeah, and the cops like, hey, we got to catch him. Oh, he went off-road. And then, boom, he's gone, right? Wow. While Bill and his wife, Laura, went to Costa Rica in order to flee the law, they eventually settled in Panama. And that's where his life of crime would take a much darker turn. As I'm watching the interviews with Wild Bill and, and his and Laura, and uh, interviews with Wild Bill and Laura's former neighbors, there was a common theme, and that theme was how he portrayed himself. He was loud. He was wild. He drew lots of attention to everybody. Now, I think that's freaking a, a freaking stupid move. All in all. Yeah, if you're going to commit crimes. Yeah. Well, he did change his name to Bill Cortez, but that's besides the point. Yeah. If you're trying to escape the law and you think that, you know, you would think that your goal would be, you know, stay low key. Yeah, you'd want to keep a low profile. Yeah, you would change your name, of course. So now your name is Bill Cortez. But, you know, you would kind of maybe stay low key because uh, by this point here, anybody can be talking to somebody that lives in Wyoming, Kentucky, or North Carolina. And they can go, yeah, this guy ran away. Hey, I know that guy. He lives next door to me. He's kind of a dick. Yeah. It wasn't long before Wild Bill and his wife, Laura, were up to their old ways again. Uh, I'm including her in the story because I feel that as a couple, she had to know what was going on. Oh, she had Probably to. helped. Probably, most definitely. Uh, oh, there we go. Um, I will tell you all that the stories mostly revolve around Wild Bill Hobart, however. It's mostly about him. They, very few of the media coverage and stuff like that. But I, I figured out why later on. And I'll explain it. 
there seemed to be a plan at play that was much like what they did in North Carolina, stealing homes. This time, however, they'd kill the homeowners in order to take their homes. Ooh. Dun-dun-dun-dun. His first victims was the Brown family. Mike Brown, his wife, and their 17-year-old son. Mike was also an informant uh, and worked with the DEA. So why kill him? Oh, I'm going to tell you why. Because Wild Bill was also a cartel hitman. Oh, okay. Or at least he says. Uh, Obviously, nobody's going to the cartel saying, hey, can you confirm this shit? Yeah. Can you please let us know? Yeah. (laughs) They were trying to sell their home when they just simply vanished. Wild Bill had a story to cover his tracks, though. He said that he had bought the house and that they had just moved away. Okay. In reality, he is the one who killed him. Yeah. Okay, but we'll get to that. The next victim would be Cheryl Lynn Hughes. Now, she owned a hotel in Panama. She went missing, and once again, he said that he bought her, uh, he, he, he bought her home from her. Okay. By now, people are starting to suspect something's kind of going on, though. I mean, why would a hotel owner just up and leave without saying a goddamn thing? Yeah. <clears throat> the final victim was Bo Eisler. Uh, As in B-O or B-E-A-U? B-O. Like body odor. <laughs> like Jake. Who was a gallery, an art gallery owner from Santa Fe, New Mexico. I know, it's amazing when you do take a shower. <laughs> wow. So when Bo vanished, her neighbor uh, was a good friend of hers. She got pretty suspicious and she went to the cops. And actually, I think it was she was actually a friend of Cheryl's. But because the, the stories kind of jump back and forth between Bo and Cheryl and shit like that, of who this neighbor was a friend of. I tried looking up the video that has her name on it, but I couldn't fucking find it again. Thank you, YouTube. Dickheads. So anyway, flag them. No shit. Well, I don't know how to do that shit. Anyway, she goes to the cops, right? And at first, they didn't pursue her disappearance at all. They're like, "Yeah, fuck you. We don't care." So, and I think it was Cheryl. But anywho, uh, then Cheryl—I think it was Cheryl's boyfriend. Cheryl, Cheryl. No, not crazy <laughs> one that rubbed my butt. That's creepy. Well, then her boyfriend, who lived in the same town, started asking questions. And while Bill said that he bought the house from her, you know, and she just happened to disappear. Well. The boyfriend that thought that was a lie and asked him to show him some papers to show that he'd actually bought the house because she loved that home and wouldn't have sold it to anybody. That was her dream home. Okay. That's when he finally went to the cops and started, uh, and they started taking a closer look at the people who had vanished in the area. Well, while Bill was living in the home that belonged to the Brown family, his first victims. Okay. The police began to search the property, and that's where they found his victims. Oh. They had all been shot in the head and buried in the back of the house. Well, prior to the cops showing up, though, while Bill and Laura, they take off. They fled. They're like, adios, bitch nachos. Olé! I love that disgusted look. It's not so much disgust right now as whatever. So they're fleeing, and they're going like, yeah, they're on to us. We're out of here. Well, they made it all the way to the Nicaragua border. And they're like. Nicaragua. Yeah, they're like, stop, motherfucker. Senor, no, you need to stop. No, I wouldn't say. Um, Alto. Alto. Yep. Alto, motherfucker. <laughs> Alto, pendejo. Get out of the car. 
So they, they pull him out, right? And they get arrested. They're done. Now, I would have thought that there would have been a shootout. Because it's wild. Bill, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Dude. No, he's like, ah, we're, we're busted. Fuck this. I guess we're done. <clears throat> so while Bill was convicted of all five murders, and he's currently serving a 46-year uh, prison sentence in one of the most notoriously hardcore prisons in South America called uh, Cherokee Public Prison, C-H-I-R-I-C-I. I can I tried pronouncing it before, but I can't. Hmm. That's where he's housed. In Panama? In Panama. I wonder if uh, that's that place that was featured on World's Toughest Prison. Yeah, it was actually. I've, was I've it? seen that one, yeah. Um, this is a place where people like repeatedly get beaten, raped, and killed. And this place is fucking hardcore. And it has like 10 people per cell. Yeah, this place yeah. doesn't fuck around. It's not like a U.S. prison where they go, okay, well, you can't do that. They're like, fuck it, let them kill each other. We don't care. Yeah. Because <clears throat> they even have some in some areas in the South, South America and shit, Mexico, Central America, that uh, the guards didn't go inside the compound. Correct. And that's one of them. This okay. is one of those places. The guards don't even go inside, man. You're just done. She, Laura is serving a 26-year prison sentence. Okay. Okay. South American prison. Okay. So, anyways, um, Wild Bill, he actually um, appealed his sentence because Panama has a law that gives you a maximum of five years. Oh. So he appealed. But, however, five, year, five years plus after his appeal, there still hasn't been a determination that's been handed down by the Panamanian court. It's in limbo. Yeah, it's in limbo, man. And they'll hold you until... Until they get goddamn good and ready to fucking get you released. Yeah. No parole hurry. date. <laughs> we don't see no stinking parole date. Parole. We don't need no stinking parole. Arriba. <laughs> so here's that little interesting change of events, and then we'll talk a little bit about this. Okay. This is going to be a short episode. <clears throat> Today, while Bill goes by the name of Brother Bill, and in an interview with Brother Bill, we learned that he became a Christian and is also a mediator between rival gangs in the prison. Wow. That takes some balls, man. I'm a pretty ballsy yeah. guy, but I don't think I, that, that old thing, don't shoot the messenger, that's fucking, that's like hardcore shit. They'd kill you, but he's not getting Yeah, killed. that's like being a liaison between the Mexicans, the blacks, and the Aryans in a California penitentiary. Yeah, no shit, man. Yeah. You're the go-between guy for these motherfuckers. God damn. Yeah. So now he preaches words of peace and kindness. Okay. You know, and he's taken more of a clerical, clergy type role. You know what I mean? Like, he's Brother Phil. Not Brother Bill. Yeah. So I wonder if he just found God for the state or... So what I am interested in, though, is that apparently he loves giving interviews. Oh. And I think I'm going to try to contact him myself. It says you can follow him on Instagram under Brother Bill. So he has an Instagram account? He has a fucking Instagram. How do they do that? So, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to figure that shit out, though. How bizarre. But so what happened with the chick? Why did she... I mean, why isn't there a whole lot mentioned about her? You have to go with how media presents itself. Okay. Here you have this wild guy, right? True. And they had actually started a bar and restaurant there as well. Okay. Um, It's called, like, La Casa... Uh, or Hacienda Cortez, or something okay. like that. <clears throat> so you have her who's pretty low-key, not a big background yeah. type of thing, but then you have this guy who's... He makes for uh, better media. Way better. It's yeah. a way better story. 
What are you going to say? She was quiet and then helped bury some fucking bodies. That's it for her. But with this guy, you can say, hey, man, he's interacting with the neighbors. Everybody knows who he is. He's the, you know, he's the dude. Yeah. That makes, I mean, that makes sense. Right. And this one, wasn't this the real life hostile ones? The real life hostile murders that I gave you? No. Oh, this isn't the same one? Nope. He did turn it into a hostile, but it didn't say that he killed anybody. They only got him. They only found the five bodies. Okay. Um. It, I kind of wonder, though, given his past, and I could be wrong, okay? Because, hey, if you converted to a, to a religion and it changed your life, that's fine. Right. I can't, you know. I'm just wondering if this is just a ploy for him to get out of prison, you know, or a ploy just for survival in said prison. I could be, too. You know, if, if you truly did convert, that's fine. You know, hey, it, whatever makes you happy, man. If you want to believe in Jesus and what, what have not, that, that's your deal. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what I was pondering. Because that's we find weird. a lot of prisoners do that. They go, hey, look at me. I'm a good guy now because now I'm a Christian. Yeah. You know, very rarely do they go, hey, I'm a good guy now because I'm a Muslim. Because they sit there, they'll sit there and go, ha ha, you guys bombed the fucking World Trade Center, so fuck you. Yeah. Wow. He's kind of wild looking anyways. Yeah, very wild looking. I thought that was prisoners. a chick at first, but no, it's a dude. It's a really hairy chick. Well, I, I don't have my reading glasses on, so <laughs> give me some credit. Oh, you have your masturbating glasses on. Okay. No, dickhead. <laughs> but, no. Okay. No, I was just... Yeah. <laughs> this is... That's weird. You would th- Like I said, you would think he'd like keep a very low profile, but of course not. No, he's just... He's a very exuberant person. Yeah. And that's honestly, that's all I have on him. That is all you have. That's it. It's a super short episode. Like, you didn't even get into his background or nothing. There's not a lot. There really isn't. Everything was very, like I said, redundant. Redundant? One of my new favorite words. What, redundant? Redundant. You're redundant. (laughs) (laughs) Now your mom is going to wear that outfit. I just can't believe you actually got it. I can't believe the coffee goddess is in on this. Remind me to punch her square in her throat next time I see her. <laughs> That's good times. All right. Remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check out the website at www.TwistedBlueLLC.com. Click on that Amazon link. Helps out the show. Doesn't cost you a damn thing extra. And check out our blogs. Um forums like medium and uh crime beat that's on medium this show's copyrighted 2021 by twisted Blue, llc all rights reserved and we will see you guys tomorrow bye-bye bye everybody